Channel, obviously, South here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan, Gil Mortgage text line is open for you guys if you want to be a part of today's show. Uh, big uh, thanks to Gil Mortgage and all they do for us and uh, allowing us to uh, sponsor in our text line for you guys. Uh, don't forget about Gil, Mor- Gil Mortgage, led by Carrie Nielsen and her team. Uh, located at 180 West, 1200 South, Suite 220. Um, phone number to call, 435-294-2480. Find the loan that best fits you. Uh, hundreds of them to select from. And uh, find the one that best fits you and get yourself taken care of by Carrie Nielsen or Gil Mortgage team. We'll be there next Wednesday as a part of celebration of uh, the Utah State Athletics Hall of Fame. And, of course, we'll be there to talk uh, Aggie football scrimmage as well as they get ready for their final scrimmage next Saturday at 1 o'clock at Maverick Stadium. Uh, all right, Eric. So the problem with the high school um, playing on Monday Instead of three games in one week, you got four games in one week, and you're only limited to 110 pitches per week. Now, I'm I'm gonna be very blunt and honest here, and I hope I don't offend anybody listening. But if you're low, if you're playing Logan, you don't need to worry about throwing 110 pitches. You're probably gonna get out of there, honestly, and I mean this respectfully, but you're probably gonna get out of there in five six innings, and you're not gonna have to use three different pitchers. Playing a team like Mountain Crest, Ridgeline, or Bear River creates a whole different problem. Um, even Green Canyon, to be honest with you. Uh, if you play those teams, you're going to be just using up pitchers probably like crazy, especially if the game's close. So you're only limited to 110 pitches per week. If you throw more than 80, you got to sit out for four days. If you throw less than 35, you can throw the next day. If you throw anything 50 and over, you got to sit out two days. So playing oh. four games in one week really does complicate your pitching staff. doesn't make it easy. Right now, uh, just looking up the, the game as it's being streamed on CashValleyDaily.com. And for our friends in Box Elder County, you can listen to the game on 104.9 The Ranch. But in the fifth inning, Bear River has a commanding 8 nothing lead right now. Over Logan? Over Logan. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel bad for Logan. I mean, they're just in a really tough spot right now. with the, with, with And it's not just baseball in regards to all athletics. They're, they're doing their very best. Um, and they're just in a really, really tough spot. But... Uh, yeah, but that Ridgeline Mountain Crest series is going to be really good. Mountain Crest started slow at first. They're really, really young. I, I was talking to Coach Trace Hansen just a couple nights ago. They're really young, and so at first it took them a, a little bit to get going, but now after region play, they picked it up at the right time. Uh, he was very confident uh, that these kids would be able to compete in what he said was a really good Ridgeline team. Um, he says he took the same notion as his dad does. If you go 2-1 and one in every series, you're doing pretty darn well. So, yeah, yeah. In the end, you're going to end up uh, with a pretty good record yeah. doing it that way. Um, and, and just looking at the uh, – we, we talked about this. We kind of ran through it quickly. But the RPI right now for baseball certainly favors the teams in southern Utah in 4A. But when you look at the teams in Region 11, um, it's uh, – it's kind of interesting, you know, where things are right now for baseball. This this Bear River team has is, is been moving up. They are the top team out of uh, Region 11. Uh, they're sixth overall, only three losses on the year. Uh, Ridgeline is at number eight, Green Canyon at number nine, Mountain Crest at number 10. So it's a Ridgeline Mountain Crest series taking place, uh, th- getting underway right now and taking place uh, this weekend into next. Uh, we also have Utah Jazz basketball. That starts tomorrow, 11 a.m. tip time for the Utah Jazz and Dallas Mavericks. No Luka Doncic in Game 1. Most likely no Luka Doncic in Game 2. That's yet to be determined or officialized. Uh, and uh, what? What are you looking at? Officialized? Officialized. I right? like that. Yes, you, you better like it. I like that. You ought to like it. Um, and then we also got game ones of other games going on. Speaking of the Utah Jazz and speaking of the playoffs, our Friday Five Best will start in the second hour. Uh, Eric tweeted it out, but give us and text in if you wish, 435-339-0321. We're live. Give us your top five or at least your favorite Jazz playoff series. It can be when they lost or when they won. Well, I, I put together a list, and there was a series on there that the Jazz did not win. Will it make it in my top five or not? Well, you'll have to stick around and find out. Oh, there's a good tease. But there was a series that was, well, it was incredible. 
But is it in my top five? We'll find out. But yeah, so over the years, the Jazz uh, have been pretty much regular participants in the playoffs since 1984. There's been a few little gaps here and there. But by and large, the Utah Jazz are regular participants. Uh, and I ran some numbers, Ajay. And before we get into our Friday Five Best, I just wanted to some interesting stuff about the Jazz and the playoffs. How many different teams do you think the Jazz have faced in the playoffs? Like over the course of since 1984. Okay. How let me, many let me try different this. teams have they faced in the playoffs? Lakers. Rockets, Blazers, Warriors, Kings, uh, NBA Finals included, right? Yep. Bulls. Okay. Nuggets, Sonics, Thunder. Um, I said Rockets already. Memphis. Uh, dude, I know there's more. Hold on. Clippers. This is good, man. This is fun. Uh, Clip. Are you keeping track of this? Because I'm not counting. Yeah, I think I think I've got eleven. I think I counted eleven. Now I gotta go back. Rockets, Blazers, <laughs> Kings, Thunder, Sonics. Yeah, I had eleven. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I said Lakers, right? Lakers, Clippers, um, uh, Memphis. Um, God, dude, the Spurs. They face the Spurs, Kings. Um. Oh, there, there, there's there's more Warriors. Uh, yep. So I'm going to guess 14. That is correct. Spot on. 14 different teams. That was very good, Ajay. I'm actually really impressed with myself. <laughs> I know. That's, I'm not going to lie to you, that's man. Really that was good. pretty impressive. Okay, so of those four teams that they have faced. Ooh, this is good. Who have they faced the most? Okay. Which team has the Utah Jazz faced more often than anybody else in the postseason. Can I ask you for just one hint of a question? Is it by a lot? Like, is the first and second like a big gap? Um, there's three games between number one and number two. So we're talking like not just series, but or, games. Th- series, sorry. Oh, okay. I'm talking series. Okay, all right. So three, sense. three series. Three so series versus a, from first. Which and I think is a pretty interesting. That is gap. Okay. When you consider the others so that are on the list. So let's go. It's not the Blazers. The Rock, it could be the Rockets. It might be the Lakers. I'm going to say. Oh, dude, I'm. I'm going to say the Rockets. Again, you are correct. No way. They have faced the Rockets nine times. And their record against the Rockets is a winning record, right? I believe so. I didn't I tally have, that. I actually have that right. I did not uh, tally that. While I was looking at the Utah Jazz playoff series, I was looking up that. Um, all right. So who would be number two and number three? Oh, or man. Or just other top teams you that you would throw out there. So Houston is number one. Yep, yep. The Jazz have faced the Rockets more than anybody in the playoffs. Who are some other top teams that they have faced m- multiple times? Uh, I'd have to have the Lakers up there. Okay. Um, I don't know about the Warriors. Uh, I know they faced them uh, like once in the '90s, or maybe twice in the early '90s. Um, I'm gonna say, who did I say? Lakers, right? Lakers. Uh, I'm gonna say, God, it's not the Spurs. I mean, they've faced them three times, I think, three or four times. I'm gonna say the Lakers and the Blazers. Right again. No. Oh. So they both tied six times for each. That they so the Rockets they faced nine different times. Okay. Portland six different times. The Lakers six different times. Uh, and a few others that are on the list. San Antonio Spurs five different times and the Denver Nuggets five different times. So Hey, so can I ask you? It's an interesting combination when you look at who they regularly have to face when they go to the playoffs. Hey, 4260 just text in. Why can't Ajay be this accurate for pick six? <laughs> okay. Hey, can I ask you? It's a very what? fair question. Okay. You know what? You're like dialed in today on this shut playoff it. You stuff. shut it. Um, let me ask you a question. How do you find, how do you define a playoff rivalry? Is it by 
how many times you faced each other in the playoffs or how competitive you are with that team in the playoffs. For example, they have faced the Nuggets five times, you said, right? Yes. And those games have been, those series have been really competitive. Yes, they the have. The Rockets have been really competitive with the Jazz. Yes, they have. The Lakers is not a competitive series. I don't think once really has it been that competitive. It has been once when the Jazz, well, competitive. You're right, because it wasn't competitive. The Jazz blew them out. Yeah, like swept four them. games to oh, yeah, oh, he swept them? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, but, so how do we define a playoff series rivalry? That's a really good question, because when I look at the, the times I'm looking at right now, the history of uh, the teams the Jazz have faced, in 1988, that was a good competitive series. The Lakers won it in seven. It went seven games. Besides that, it's been a one team dominating the other. Jazz beat the Lakers four games to one in 97, swept them in 98. Um, I'm trying to find some of the other times when they faced the Lakers. They, they lost the Lakers uh, two games to four in 2008. They got swept by the Lakers in 2010. Yeah, they did. They got That was a beat down, too. So th- you're right. When that series happens... It's not very even. There's not a lot of parity. One team dominates the other. But when you look at the the series between the Rockets and the Trailblazers, it's usually pretty competitive yeah, back and forth. Absolutely. And I'd even say with the with the Nuggets as well. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's competitive with the Denver Nuggets for sure. Yeah. I that, that that's always been a great series. Mid 90s or even in the early 1000s and and I guess mid 1000s as well even to now. That's always been a really good series between those two teams. But like when you look at the the Nuggets, like they have had a series against the Jazz in almost every decade when the mm-hmm. Jazz have gone to the playoffs. Yeah, and there's always been a various a, a different iteration of the Denver Nuggets that go out, goes up against the Utah Jazz in a, you know within a span of time. It's not very long between those times. Uh, like 1984, they beat the Nuggets three games to two back when it was a best-of-five series in the first round. Um, so it was close, right? It came down to a decisive game five. Uh, they, they Jazz beat them in seven games in 1994. Uh, that was a Dikembe Mutombo-led team. Uh, then you get into the Carmelo Anthony era, and uh, that game went to six in the first round. Um, and then in the bubble, Jazz had a had a historic playoff series with the Nuggets in 2020. So it seems like the Nuggets always kind of pop up. Uh, and, and really, I think you can say kind of similar for the Rockets. Though that developed more in the 90s and then after. But the Nuggets, like they had some series with the Nuggets in the 80s. Rockets, that's been more in like the 90s, the early 2000s, and... Uh, and nuts. I mean, I guess there was a little bit there with the Rockets, with the you know this current team right now. Two series that they faced in uh, 2018 and 2019, they faced the Rockets. But um, yeah, when I look was looking at this, I was trying to think like who would be a, a chief playoff or primary playoff uh, rival for the Utah Jazz. For- and I was thinking, you know, yeah, maybe the the Rockets, uh, maybe the Nuggets. But I was surprised at how many times I had to. I was reminded about the Portland Trailblazers series. Yeah, because there were some great series between the Jazz and the Trailblazers over the years. Do you remember? I think it was was it two thousand two, Eric, where they faced the Trailblazers. It was Brian Grant, Damon Stoudemire, Scottie Pippen. Like that was a physical drag out fight. I mean, every single game, honestly, all I think was it was a five games. Two thousand. Was it 2000? And it went five games, well, didn't it? So they faced them in the second round in 99 and in 2000. Which one went five games? Or did both go five games? Well, the Trailblazers won both times, mm-hmm. knocked the Jazz out of the playoffs. Yep. In 99, that game went six. And in 2000, it only went five games. So the, the five games that it went, there was a fight in every single game. And there was multiple <laughs> technicals in every single game, but not one ejection. But Brian Grant and Carmelo went at each oh other's throats. Do you remember yes. that? Oh, Just yes. Just dogging at each other. And then Brian Grant goes at Jerry Sloan, and Jerry Sloan's going at the whole entire Blazers organization. Uh, no, it was that was a good, healthy rivalry in, in basketball. That was, man, that was some great basketball. Uh, 4781, Eric, says the Clippers are probably our new rival for at least this last decade. 
Interesting. Yeah, uh, there have been some fun series with the Clippers. Yeah. I mean, last year, Jazz had that 2 nothing lead, and they lost four in a row. 2017, it was that uh, win at L.A. in Game yep. 7, right? I saw Joe. Yep. Yeah, so there's two uh, twice in this current uh, group here that they've faced the Clippers. Uh, it was a while before that, before they played the Clippers. You know, uh, last time they faced L.A. was before then was going back to 1997. Jazz swept them three nothing uh, in the first round. But yeah, yeah, this is kind of a fun discussion on the oh, eve of I the playoffs for the Utah Jazz. Looking back at you know uh, playoffs of yesteryear, like what series really stand out to you? We're we're gonna isolate the NBA Finals because those are kind of on a whole other level. And I just don't want to talk about it, to be honest with you. <laughs> it just brings up too many hard feelings. I'm not going to lie. So looking at the other playoff series that Jazz have had, you know, are there, are there some series that stand out to you more than others? And while we've looked at the numbers of how many times they face different teams, do you is there one particular team that you feel like is a bigger rival than another? When it comes to uh, the postseason or just in, in general for the Jazz? Yeah. Love to get your thoughts on that um, on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. Uh, 4781 chimes in, says, I really wish we could see Luca get beat by the Jazz and Rudy and uh, game one and two, but it also makes him feel happy because it serves him right for being a bum. I would agree. Dude, I, I I would love this. And honestly, Eric, part of me says on a hot take, we would not see Luka Doncic until game four. The more you brought up a really strong and really accurate point, calf strains can turn into so much worse if you're not careful. And that's what Adrian Wojnarowski said the other day. I was trying to find the audio, actually. Uh, he talked about the, the, the strain and said, look, it's not that it's just a calf strain. They're worried that it's going to linger into something much, much worse if they put him on the court where then it affects him into next season. And that's what they don't want. A guy that good, a guy that valuable, and a guy that expensive, they don't want to risk putting that much money on the line and having him out for half of next year. So they're going to take their sweet time in making a decision of him coming onto the court. And they said there is a chance that, I mean, game one and game two are definitely, oh, game one's guaranteed. Game two is certainly likely. And game three, it could be a probable of him sitting out just to make sure that he's all right, that he's good to go. Now, this isn't a Zion Williamson situation. This is a Luka Doncic calf strain. They were being extra, extra careful. So, uh, 1570, Eric Bowie texting the King series with the Cowbells were pretty good. Dude, Arco Arena. Do you remember that oh hostile atmosphere? Do you remember how crazy that oh, place was? It was so, oh. yeah, aggressive. And that was another physical series. Chris <laughs> Webber, Malone, Peja Stojkovic, going yeah, to Stockton. Jason Williams, White Chocolate, just crossing over Stockton left and right. I remember those. I uh, couldn't imagine being on the court and trying to have a clear head as to what we're trying to execute when you with all cowbell. those cowbells. That was such a fun atmosphere, though, dude. That's That was playoff basketball at its best back in those days. And it was, that wasn't just the only place. Um, New York in the Miami series back in that day was super good basketball. Those two teams definitely with all pure hatred uh, upon each other. Um, what was another good atmosphere? I, I don't think the Lakers atmosphere was that great, to be honest with you. It was just full of celebrities. Um, yeah, there were some really good atmospheres back in that day of basketball. Oklahoma City with Kevin oh, Durant, there you go. James Harden, yeah, Russell oh, Westbrook. And they went to the finals. Uh, that that had a great there crowd. There you go. Great atmosphere there. Seattle Supersonics back in 1996, right? That, those mid-90s. That place was absolutely remarkable to play, uh, or at least to have a playoff game at. I hope Seattle gets a team back. They need one. That atmosphere needs to be back there in the NBA. 9315, I just remember Mark Eaton the most when it comes to the NBA playoffs. And how they found him at an automotive automotive college and dragged him into the NBA. Uh, one five seven zero. If OKC would have kept Westbrook and pushed off P, would have made a good rivalry with Utah. Dude, him, like Paul George, and Joe Ingles. Well, Joe Ingles getting into Paul George's head was something to behold. 
the crowd of Vince Mahomes Arena getting into Paul George's head was something. Oh, push off P. Oh, dude. Just, oh, that was so good. He chirped with the crowd. That and he was, was chirping so with Joe, fun. and he was out. He was completely done. Westbrook had some run-ins with the crowd. Yeah, he had a run-in with Ricky Rubio, too. And Ricky Rubio was one of the nicest dudes on the court. Uh, we've had a... a Threw this out on Twitter. I've had a few replies on Twitter. Yeah, let's hear this. Uh, Caleb Manser saying, uh, beating the Yao Ming dynasty two years in a oh, row. Oh, dude, that game. Remember that year they were they had home court advantage, and the Jazz go win. Oh, man, what was it? I want to say they won game six or game five at Houston, pushed it to a game six, lost, and then won game seven at Houston. Yep, they did. That was in 07. Yep, they did. They won the first two games, lost game three, so they're up three games to one, and as the Jazz do so well, they always lose game six at home and then ended up winning game seven in Houston. And the year before that, they lost the first two games, won the next two, lost game two, four, lost game five, and then won game six and seven. That's incredible. That was a really good series. Good, good call, Caleb. Yeah, Tracy McGrady, like, never got out of the first round. Never got out of the first round. Would freeze to pronounce Darren Williams' name right. Yeah, it's true. Andre Karolinko cried. Crying because Jerry Sloan went, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was a weird, weird series. Hey, that was the series where um, Darren found, like, Mike Memo O'Kerr. Help me, because I think I was on a mission. But Memo O'Kerr had this incredibly good series. Was this that it was was that the year? Like, games five and six. No, game six and seven, Memo Okur had, like, this night, these two games where he couldn't miss. Could have been. Right. Uh, one, five, seven, zero. If OKC, no, just kidding. I think we'll all kind of skip over the D-Wheel and Booster area, or era, probably because the way of the way D-Wheel left. But that team was very good. They were very good. Uh, four seven eight one. I'm not skipping over that. that no, I'm uh, not. Oh, that era. no, no, I'm not going to skip over a team that went thirty-seven and four at home. No way. Four seven eight one. OKC atmosphere when we beat Paul George was a very good feeling. Absolutely. Hey, uh, I was going to ask you though, and I want to ask our listeners too. And I hate to do this, but I I have to do it. I got to do it. What was worse, D will exit with Jerry Sloan leaving the day after. Well, D-Will's blow up with Jason leaving the day after, or Gordon Hayward leaving the way he left. Which one was worse? In the, well, in how it felt, like right away, or with its lasting impact? Yes, just, actually, no, 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 no. Let's go with how it felt right away, because I want pure, just raw feeling from you diehard jazz people. I think, for me, uh, the Gordon Hayward thing. Really? Because, look, Darren Williams was already clashing with Jerry Sloan. It was clear watching games that Sloan was calling for plays and Darren Williams wasn't running them properly, Mm -hmm. and they were already at odds. Like, it was clear that the team wasn't all on the same page and there was something going on there. But, I mean, that was still a big deal that its its effect cost Jerry Sloan to quit basketball. Yeah. But with, with Gordon Hayward... This team was was building under Quinn Snyder. They were starting to go to the playoffs again. They had like this young core that was coming together and it looked like it, they were making strides to becoming a force in the Western Conference again. And and he just kind of strung it along, strung it along, and then all of a sudden just it looked like he was going to stick around, and then he didn't. So for me, I, I think the Gordon Hayward one was a little bit more painful than uh, – what happened with D. Will? I get it. Uh, four seven eight one says Jerry Sloan's was worse. One five seven zero. D. Will didn't. <coughs> excuse me. Wow. D. Will didn't technically uh, leave. He was traded. Hayward left after dragging the Jazz along. That's true. D. Will was traded for what? Was it Devin Harris and Derek Favors? Right. Yeah, that's true. Dude, do you remember? I do you remember that day. I mean, you probably working here, and the media was probably like blowing I was, up about it. I was it. at that game. Oh, you were? And I was driving home, and oh, the guys in the post game kept saying, like, this is really uncharacteristic. We don't know where Jerry is. He, never, he doesn't really take this long. We'll do this, and then we'll come back, and hopefully we hear from Jerry. They take a break. They do some things. 
well, we still haven't heard from Jerry Sloan. He hasn't come out of the locker, hasn't addressed the media yet. And like, I'm driving home from Salt Lake. Like, where's Jerry? Like, this was a controversial game with the Bulls. I know that there, you could tell there was some something with, with that odds with each other. We knew something funny was going on. It was a weird night. Oh, wow. Um, I wanted to add, okay, okay, so you, that happens. You come to work the next day. And then the story comes out that Jerry Sloan had resigned. What was that like? like? What was your guys' show like that day? Oh, my gosh. We were just sick. It's like a legend. A legend has just called it a day. And his his right-hand man has gone with him. Because if um, if there was some transition with, with uh, uh, Coach Johnson that would have stuck around, yeah, Phil wasn't going to stick, and you knew that. Then probably it's like well. okay, then he's maybe yeah. a little bit younger. He could still take this team and uh, you know reform them and keep them going. But uh, it was just like this major blow. It's like bam, an era just ended like that. I I just can't imagine what that show was like for you oh, guys. Oh, it that was day. so weird. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead. This is fun. Uh, we're going to get into more of this too as well. We're going to talk some Utah Jazz, Dallas Mavericks game one basketball. Mavericks are hosting a playoff game, or at least have home court advantage for the first time since they went to the NBA Finals in 2011, led by Dirk Nowitzki. Problem is, they don't have their best player this time. Uh, we'll also look at the uh, NBA playing games tonight. We'll seal up the final seats of who's in and who's out. Uh, we'll look at tomorrow's Game 1, Sunday's Game 1s as well. We'll have our Friday 5 best. We'll uh, recap you on Region 11 sports and what's going on there and we'll get you ready for the freaking weekend it is the full court press on 1069 fm 1390 am the fan this is the herd the winner in this is also colin cowherd uh the tweet was hey i'm out for the season officially see y'all in the fall it didn't really read the room it's felt in the last year that lebron got a lot more out of the city of los angeles than the city of los angeles has gotten out of lebron this franchise decided to give lebron everything he wanted don't joke about it. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Summer is just around the corner. Don't crank up your AC unit before getting it serviced. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning is the team you should call for quality on-time service. If your system needs replaced, think York. York has the best warranties in the business with affordable financing options. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our Integrity Price Guarantee. At match quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing. So you'll get S.E. Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block. At the sign of the clock. Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. Looking forward to turning 65, but the mail and the phone calls can drive you crazy. We can help. If you're considering working until full retirement age, let us compare your employer coverage to Medicare. You have choices. We will provide you with the information and assistance you need. Call 752-9493. Having a local agent makes all the difference and there's no cost to you. Call 752-9493 or visit us at lssins.com. You lead a busy life. When do you have time to get your vehicle serviced? Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan can help. They're now open on Sundays to better serve you. If life is too hectic during the weekdays and Saturday is crazy like normal, go see them on Sunday. Get your oil changed and they'll also check other fluids and recharge your AC. Stay in your car while their trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Open seven days a week across from Angie's. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Full Court Press, Eric France and Ajay Salves, 1069 The Fan. Thanks for joining us, however, wherever you're doing so here on a Friday. Uh, weather was ugly at first. It's, it's actually slowed down. It's became nice. It's cooperated a little bit. Region sports going on. We'll get you... Through what's going on, updates uh, as well around the sports of spring. Hey, by the way, Valvoline Instant Oil, all right? 
good place. 695 North Main. Now open on Sundays. Quick, clean, easy. That's how it should be when it comes to an oil change. Stop in today at Vavilene Instant Oil. Big thanks to them for being a part of today's show and the Full Court Press. Eric, what did you see? Officialize. Was that the word you used earlier? Okay, I feel like you're I like mocking. It. No, you're mocking. I know, me. I like no, it. You're I'm, mocking. I'm hey, by the way, to get try my to pick use six. That. Oh my gosh, you, dude! I'm I, so, no, I, I don't want to freaking hear it. I need no. to take care of you. No crap, dude. Oh my gosh, you I pinky swore. I will. I will get it done. Yeah. I'll get it done. Okay. <laughs> we'll see what comes in my Easter basket. No, just. You're going to give me an Easter basket full of that fake green grass? All the leftover. Here you go, buddy. Half-eaten peeps. Tried oh. this one, didn't like it. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Getting back to sports seeing stuff. Um, so, Luka Doncic, right? Yeah. Calf strain. Hasn't practiced with the team all week. Apparently, he was seen jogging on a treadmill uh, today. Um, he's receiving a lot of treatment. But this is according to a, a joint report on ESPN from Adrian Wojnarowski and Tim McMahon saying recovery timetables from calf strains vary based on factors that include the severity and location of the injury. The average time missed by NBA players who suffered calf strains this season was 16 days. Oh. According to information compiled by InStreetClothes.com. <laughs> In streetclothes.com. I got to go check that out. That's awesome. <laughs> so 16 days? But 16 days. That's the average time missed for do players you, who suffered a calf strain. Do you have the NBA schedule there, or at least what the Jazz schedule looks like by chance? I just, because if that's so 16 the days. Game one is, is Saturday. Game yeah. two is Monday. Game three is Thursday. And game four is the following Saturday. So that covers that. Wow. So but they can, do have the full seven days or seven game series laid out on release, the days. Yeah, so they do have the release dates on that, right? Uh, I'm trying to Because, I mean, me my, so I'll find I ask it. while you're looking, I ask because if you, if it is an average of 16 days, he's done for the series. If they get past the Jazz, then he can, I mean, he'll play. I don't know how much. But I would imagine 16 days covers the series. So game five would be on Monday the 25th. Okay, it's 11. That's 10. Well, his injury occurred. Let's keep in mind when the injury occurred. Yeah. So that was on, you got the calendar over there. That was on the 10th. April 10th? Yep. So game five, <clears throat> excuse me, game five would be on the 25th. So that's 15 days. And game sixth is the 28th. So, and then game seven for those keeping track at home would be on Saturday, April 30th. <laughs> yeah, I... Ooh. I would not be I would not be optimistic of it. I, I'll tell you that much. All right, we'll get into more Utah Jazz basketball here later on in the show in the second hour. Again, if you want to be a part of the today's show, 435-339-0321. Let's go ahead and preview tonight's playing games. We'll start with the uh, the opener of them, Atlanta and Cleveland. Look, Cleveland had a shot with this, with this really young team in their first big game to get themselves in the playoffs. Brooklyn had other ideas thanks to the veteran playoff play of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They both look great. Good news, Cavaliers got another shot. Bad news, Trey Young does too, and that's who they got to face in Atlanta. The Hawks and the Cavaliers. This game will begin at uh, 5.30 Mountain Time. Um, This, man, dude, winning in Atlanta is really hard to do. In fact, actually, no, this is in Cleveland, excuse me. Yeah. So the Hawks on the road are 16 and 25 on the road. Hawks are terrible on the road. Cleveland is 25 and 16. So like just a mirror of that record, 25 and 16. Good news again, you have guys who've been here, done that in regards to playoff experience. Well, and there's excitement too among Cleveland Cavaliers that um, that they're getting one of their guys back, mm-hmm. uh, who may who you know, it's uh, was a hand or finger. Yeah, it's a fractured finger that uh, got hurt, and yeah. so. Just maybe, you know, what what's his pain tolerance? Can he play through it? But uh, if he's available, he's going to have a 
pretty big impact for Cleveland in this one. Uh, but yeah, five thirty on ESPN, and I like I like Cleveland. I would love to see Cleveland win this game. Just they're the upstart team that nobody saw coming. They're making it to the playoffs, bunch of uh, homegrown rookie talent or young-ish talent. There's not like a an all-star that got traded there, or you know that uh, you know, something else that, that that took place that just this is a team that's developed on their own outside of the shadow of LeBron James. And uh, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, Kevin Love's still there, but he's coming off the bench. He's he's contributing, but he's not the star. Both teams got here by way of their first playing game. The Atlanta Hawks destroyed the Charlotte uh, Hornets by a final score of 132-103. Meanwhile, the Cavs... Uh, let Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving get the best of them. Both were really good in that game. They lose at 115-108. Uh, and so, playoff experience and in a playing game. Atlanta's got it. Cleveland doesn't. Yes, that's true. How big of an advantage is that even though you get a home game? Yeah, it's tricky because Atlanta has some momentum coming into this game. Excitement about winning one and coming in to do it again, where Cleveland's coming into this game after a loss. Uh, however, Cleveland like got just demolished in the first quarter. Yeah, they were but they, they, like 20 or something. Then they won every other quarter. So they were fighting back and making headway. They just had such a deep hole to try to dig out of. Does that give them enough you know, momentum, feeling like they were doing the right things for three of the four quarters? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it could be a fun game, though. I do. Me too. I think this will have a really. It's some a fun one atmosphere. game playoff. Yeah, it's win or go home. Uh, Hawks won this regular season series. Cavaliers won the first game by six, one on one ninety five. Hawks took the next three, one twenty one, one eighteen, one twenty four, one sixteen, and one thirty one, one oh seven, in those four contests. So three of the four, Eric, in single digits. Two of those uh, by six and by three. I mean, been competitive games for the most part. And the 131-107, I think, is when that uh, their best player went out. Things kind of got away from them in that one. So the Cavs were shorthanded, yeah. I mean, which was a huge problem. But Jared Allen, who hasn't played a game since March 6th, could be back. Gives you a huge shot in the arm for these guys. And it, and it helps you deal with a guy like Clint Capella for Atlanta. Jarrett Allen helps that in every oh, single way. Oh, huge! Yes, it, it's it, it counters it. Massive. And by the way, speaking of post game experience, coming off the bench will be Rajah Rondo. One hundred and thirty four games of postseason experience. Huh. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy though. Uh, Atlanta is favored by two in this game tonight. But. Um, this this might really come down to how well Cavaliers can play defensively. Yeah, can they dig in and take away some of those options from Atlanta? Because Atlanta, when they get going, they're pretty tough to stop. They've got a lot of weapons that they can throw at you. Uh, Cleveland, uh, with their youth, can they not get caught up in the moment of you know, what's on the line here? Um, so I'm I'm going to stick with Cleveland. Uh, I, I like them as the underdog. And uh, wow. I'd, I'd love to see Trey Young go home. I like. I think Atlanta wins this one. Trey Young's done it on the road. This doesn't scare him at all. But for Atlanta, John Collins, Lou Williams are both out. Bogdan Bogdanovich is a questionable with the left ankle sprain. The Wojnarowski is tweeting out saying it's a game time decision and it looks not great. Mm. He's see, he's a big part of their hurts. offense yep. and what works for them. All right. Uh, later tonight, it's on TNT. This Pelicans and Clippers. This. Sneaky good uh, could because the the Pelicans they have actually played really well against the Clippers throughout the year, and then news today that Paul George has been put into health and safety protocols. Dude, so how he bad won't be timing available. is that? How bad of timing is that for the Clippers? You have a chance to get back in the playoffs, and your and your best player goes out because he's because <laughs> he's got health and safety protocol issues with COVID. Oh, that's a bummer for the Clippers. Uh. But nonetheless, um, Pelicans, Clippers today. This is in LA, by the way. Clippers were twenty-five and sixteen at home. Pelicans were seventeen and twenty-four on the road. CJ McCollum has just resurrected this team back to life, which was amazing in itself. Uh, 
been really good for these guys. Uh, Pelicans obviously advanced with the win over the Spurs, 113-103. Clippers find themselves here because, well, they lost their playing game. Uh, and uh, now right, have, had the lead and let it get away from them. Yep, and now find themselves here. In the regular season, the Pelicans, Eric, won this series. Uh, 94-81 in Game 1, 123-104 in Game 2, 113-89 in Game 3, and Clippers won Game 4, 119-100. Dude, three of these four games, actually every single one of these games were blowouts, and three of them went to the Pelicans. Yeah. Dude, that's not good for them. No. No. And, and so, But you have to look at, okay, what, what, did, the, what did the series look like with C.J. McCollum? Mm-hmm. And most of those games happened before the trade. There was only the one game that had both Paul George and C.J. McCollum on the floor, and the Clippers won that one, one nineteen to one hundred. Because the previous games that they they played in this series all happened in you know uh, January and December. Well, one in November, one in December, one in January. And then there was a trade deadline, and then they played that fourth game on uh, Sunday, April 3rd, and the Clippers took care of business in that one. Who do you like in the series? Man, before today's announcement, I would have said the Clippers. Me too. Uh, It's it's at their house. Uh, I like how the Pelicans played in their game against the the Spurs, but the, the Clippers... You know they played well enough to uh, to beat Minnesota until the end, um, but I would would have suspected that they could have taken care of business against the the Pelicans. But now I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Pelicans favored by one, by the way. Wow. Skittles. Um. See, this is you know, the, these Clippers <laughs> role players. They kind of play good. Have, too. They've played most of the year without Paul George. Yeah, and so. They've enjoyed having him available lately, but now they've got to go back to how do they do with uh, without him? Uh, Norman Powell, I guess he'd be available. He is, yep. Um, is Canard uh, available? Uh, I don't know. I have not. Because he didn't participate yet. in the uh, Minnesota game. Let me see. Uh, Luke Canard. I just saw him. Yeah, I'm trying to find an injury report uh, that would have him in there. Yeah, I can't find anything on him that if he's going to be playing or not. That would help for the Clippers. <laughs> I mean, they need all the help they can get right now with no Paul George. Yes. And Kawhi's not going to play. I don't know what the heck's going on there. Uh, yeah, well, Paul George, or excuse me, Kawhi Leonard was seen you know, doing some yeah, some shooting, wasn't he? Some uh, drills in practice this last week. But there's, they're not setting his timetable for return, but still. Um, okay, if they get... I'm not seeing anything on uh, Kennard officially yet. I'll keep looking. If the Clippers win, does Kawhi come back? I think so. Me too. I think he does. Me too. I think he's about ready to go. I think they're going to hold him out, and hopefully, they, and they hope that they win this game to get into game one against Phoenix. Okay, so here's the Clippers injury report. Luke Kennard is questionable. Paul George is out, as we mentioned. He's in safety or health and safety protocols. Uh, Norm Powell likely starts for point guard, and uh, he and Reggie Jackson uh, taking those uh, those uh, available minutes. Um, But uh, yeah, that looks like the update for the injuries for the uh, LA Clippers. All right, we're going to take a break, come up, uh, come back. We'll wrap up the first hour of the Full Court Press. Really fun second hour coming up here. A lot of Utah Jazz talk. We'd love to have you be a part of the conversation as well on our Gilmore's text line. Dan, pa- Dan Patrick's Above the Noise is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. When you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the very best. Uh, five best uh, for five stores from Preston to Providence. New battery, new wiper blades. They not only sure, they're not only make sure you get the right battery or wiper blades, they'll even help you install it. And if you need work done on your car, they can recommend a dozen Napa Auto Care Centers with ASE certified technicians. Napa know how. Big thanks to them for sponsoring Dan Patrick's Above the Noise. Coming up in about six minutes here on the Full Court Press of 1069, The Fan. Well, what?
What shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's kind of been that year. It's been tough not being able to fully reach our you know, potential. I don't agree with anybody who thinks, like Anthony Davis, everybody's out there wants us to lose. No. Most people, they want you in the playoffs. Who possibly could have seen all these injuries coming? That's right. Everybody. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifire pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. It's that first kiss, that moment in time. Engagement season is in full swing, and Jarek's Fine Jewelry has been helping hundreds of couples find the perfect ring. If you are getting engaged, you have to come browse our collections. Sometimes you may find the perfect ring in just a minute, or we can help you custom create your own design. Oh, and with Mother's Day almost here, talk to us about designing the perfect mother's ring. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. Looking for a job or career change? Plan to attend Cache Valley Media Group's Job Fair Thursday, April 21st at Castle Manor in Hyde Park from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Be prepared to talk with 30-plus businesses looking for employees now, like Little Wonders, Presto Products, USU Care About Children, Third Gen Machine, Mountain Peak Roofing, Fox Pest Control, and more. Attend the Job Fair Thursday, April 21st from 11 to 6 at Castle Manor in Hyde Park. Presented by the Cache Valley Media Group. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Spring is here and it's time to get out and drive. It doesn't matter where you're going, there is no better way to explore than in a new rugged GMC. At Murdoch GMC Chevrolet Buick Cadillac of Logan, we've got the lineup to get you anywhere with confidence. And there's never a better time to drive home in a new 2022 Sierra 1500 or Canyon and get 0% for three years. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Chevrolet Buick GMC and Cadillac in Logan or online at MurdochChevroletLogan.com. Call 866-628-3065 or see dealer for complete details. Offer expires 43022. If you want a natural stone look on your home without the expense, think Coldwater Stone in Tremonton. They have partnered with Castellite and Logan to bring you the look and style you want at a price much less than natural stone. Stop into Coldwater's Tremonton showroom or Castellite and Logan and see how they take some of the most beautiful resources the earth has to offer. Then shapes and blends them to create your dream home. Create your custom masterpiece online at coldwaterstone.com. Coldwater Stone, the natural choice for all of your stone needs. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franz and Ajay Salveson, three minutes left here on the top of the hour of the Full Court Press. Thanks for joining us here on a Friday. Uh, we've got NBA playoff basketball. Yeah. I was just going to say the... Uh, we're getting into this next hour, but we'd love to get your nominations. On the eve of the Utah Jazz getting ready to take on the Dallas Mavericks tomorrow morning, and the playoffs begin again for the Utah Jazz, we're looking back at different playoff series over time for the Utah Jazz that they've been involved with. What are some of the series that stand out the most to you? And I guess in addition to that, what have been some of the better playoff rivalries that we've seen? For the Utah Jazz that they've been involved with. Four three five three three nine zero three two one on our Guild Mortgage text line. I also threw that out on on the the Twitter. And uh 
Sean replies uh, to my question. Says Rockets in 07. Boozer was at his absolute best. Oh, he's so good. Williams became his all-star self. Yeah. AK got redemption, and winning a game seven at the end is always memorable. Especially when you do it at the Toyota Center. And it's always great beating Houston. Always like that was a like seriously true, pure, genuine rivalry. Like those two teams, they did not like each other. No, no, and the coaches, by the way, the coaches did not like each other either that much. Yeah, they they, there was some bad blood there for quite some time. Uh, McGrady, as you mentioned, was not a fan of the Utah Jazz. Uh, Darren Williams, especially. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was man, that was good times. That was a great series too. Back to back years, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, back-to-back years, so the Jazz beat them in seven in the first round in 07, and then the following year faced them again in 2008 and beat them in six. Lost the first two, didn't we? Or did we win the first two? Yeah, in 2007, the Jazz lost the first two. I thought that thing was over, too. Yeah, after those two games, I think that was when when AK-47 started getting emotional. (laughs) He's getting sad. Oh, he's getting all wrapped up and other did, things. Did he end up having like this big like comeback game? Uh yeah, I didn't, think didn't he have did. like a big game the next like like the next game came out and Coach Stone's like, Well, when you don't feel sorry for yourself and you don't mope around, you can do great things. Something like that. He just <laughs> had no sympathy for it. Hey, well, I just saw uh, your mouth. Oh wow, what Well, you it's Andre Karolinko only scored two points in game three. Yeah. But the uh, the Houston Rockets, as a team, only score, scored 67 in Game oh 3. Oh, my gosh. 5242 <laughs> uh, says, Joe Johnson buzzer beater was awesome. Dude, do you know what that the most hidden play from that game, do you know what it is? It's George Hill straight away banking three at the shot clock buzzard. When like like the Jazz were moving the ball, uh, Joe threw an extra pass for no reason at all. Hill just catches and pushes and shoots it. And it banks in. Like, that was, oh, man, that, yeah, that was a great call. Dude, that Joe Johnson game. That Rigo was a Bear great was one. out, and, I mean, that was just all sorts of issues in that one. So, uh, all right, second hour of the Full Court Press coming up. A lot of NBA playoff talk, and, of course, a lot of Utah Jazz as well. We'll get to it back here on the Full Court Press on 106 Down the Fan. You know what? I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. On Sunday, the Mavs took down the San Antonio Spurs in their final game of the regular season. Game didn't mean that much for Dallas. The Mavs had already secured at least the fourth seed in the West, but Dallas decided to play its starters and chase the Golden State Warriors for the number three seed. The team even kept their starters in when they were up 18 in the third quarter. That decision led to Luka Doncic straining his left calf. Now, there's no way Dallas could have predicted that, but keeping your superstar in during a blowout in the final game of the regular season, you might be asking for trouble. Luka will now reportedly miss Game 1 of the Mavs playoff series against the Jazz. That's a huge cause for concern for Dallas. The Mavs are heavily reliant on Luka, and if Doncic's injury continues to hinder the Mavs throughout the first round, Dallas won't have to worry about the second round, and they won't have anybody else to blame but themselves. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.